0: Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Dating Podcast. I'm your host, Yvonne. This podcast is brought to you by You Are Dynamic, LLC, the company who believes in and cares about you. In this podcast, I'm going to touch on just the tip of the iceberg of a topic that, sad to say, in some circles is taboo. It happens very frequently and can lead lasting detrimental effects like PTSD, low self-esteem, and hopelessness. But for some reason, we seem to find ourselves in these types of relationships more often than not. Do you know of someone or have you experienced back-to-back lies, innuendos, lost hope, someone telling you something happened that didn't? being forced to have sex continuous threats against you or your family someone belittling you to build themselves up being constantly called texted or stalked all from someone you are in an intimate relationship with in the name of love that's called domestic violence or intimate partner violence which by definition is a deliberate pattern of abusive tactics used to obtain and maintain power and control over you. And let me make this clear, because sometimes we get it confused. This is not love. The following are alarming statistics according to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. One in four women and one in nine men experience severe intimate partner violence. One in two female murder victims and one in 13 male murder victims are killed by intimate partners. And these are not even current statistics having been a victim of domestic violence many many times it's important to me to share with you just how sinister rampant and heartbreaking domestic violence is and the devastatingly lasting effects it can have on you your family society and possibly go on for future generations Listen to Val's story. At the beginning, it seemed almost charming, like he wanted to be number one in my world. But over time, everything became more and more frightening. Whenever I went out, Jason would want to know why, where I'd be, and exactly who'd be there. If I wasn't home when he called, he'd accuse me of cheating on him. He would shout profanities at me, call me names, and threaten me if I didn't do what he said. It started happening multiple times a week. Over time, he stopped me from talking with friends. He would throw and break things afterwards if I did. He'd drive the car at high speed on slick pavement with me in it, knowing I hated it and was petrified. I started to believe that Jason's behavior was my fault. Like he said, my self-esteem was wrecked and I spent most days crying because I loved him. Val was able to leave the relationship physically, but not emotionally or mentally. She went on to date other abusers because that was all she knew. Her life ended at the hands of her third abuser, with his hands wrapped around her throat, squeezing the life out of her. Then he poured gasoline over her entire body, lit a match, dropped it onto her body, and walked away. Valencia was four months pregnant with their second child. Here's Alexandria's story. At the start, I was so happy with Caleb. He appeared very genuine and caring, very charming. But then our relationship began to change. Because he was an accountant, he talked me into being in charge of my finances and would frequently take money from my account telling me he was investing it for me and made me feel guilty if I refused. I started getting really suspicious when letters arrived about repayments that I could not afford. I felt worthless and so guilty for letting him into my life in the first place. But I loved him. When he apologized profusely, I gave in. Months later, he began forcing himself on me sexually, said that if I loved him and didn't want him to be with other women, that I give him his due. Even though I let him know how much physical pain I felt by his actions, he forced me to sleep with him on a daily basis. Now I know that that's considered rape. Then he told me that if I wanted to buy essentials, I'd have to have sex with him In return. I became to feel worthless again. To make matters worse, he attended all my medical appointments so that I would not have a chance to disclose anything. I finally made up my mind to leave and I told him. He hit me so hard I saw stars. When I woke up, he was standing over me with a look of concern on his face, profusely apologizing. He said I passed out and leaned over me, picked me up gently and carried me to bed. Smiling, he told me I probably needed to get rest and that I should try to sleep. Alexandria, she never woke up. Why am I recounting these horrendously sad stories? It's because these and so many variations of them are happening in real life all around us. When we get involved in relationships without knowing the reality of domestic violence or intimate partner violence, our lives could end just the way these two young ladies' lives did. Some of you listening may have already or are currently experiencing these same things and if you begin to listen to how your current situation makes you feel violated, afraid, less than, hopeless you'll quietly seek help and begin planning your way of escape so you can leave, so you can live. Dear heart, listen. We all want to hear, I love you, and for it to be true. We all want to be happy and the feel that someone truly and genuinely loves us. We all want to feel safe and secure in the arms of our forever guy. We want to be able to trust our decisions when choosing a mate. But the truth is, especially these days, we don't know what we're getting into when we enter a relationship. So I'm going to read just a few statements from people. Who are either currently in or have just gotten out of abusive relationships. See if you see yourself anywhere in these statements. I wish I was good enough to please him. He controlled what I did in my own apartment. I'm nearly 65 and just now realizing the familiar pattern of abuse and the decades it's been passed down through generations. If I didn't have our daughter, I'd just sink in the same drug hole he was in just to be with him because I love him so much. I had to diminish myself for him because he was threatened by me. I wonder if I caused him to act the way he does. Could I have done something different been someone else or done something more? I'm really struggling today. I left my abuser 20 days ago because he choked me. I'm pregnant with his child. The rational side of me knows how bad it could all go so quickly if I see him again, but I can't help missing him. I love him so much. I feel like I'm fighting the desire to go be with him tonight. Ooh. Some of those statements, well, all of those statements really made me stop and take pause. But this is how some of us are living. Some of our dear friends, sisters, daughters, even us. Now, you take a deep breath and think about these statements. What do they say to you? Have you ever uttered these words or similar words? or have you heard them from someone you love deeply? An abusive relationship isn't just limited to physical violence. It can include verbal, sexual, spiritual, emotional, and may involve control of your finances. An abusive relationship often seems incredibly passionate and romantic at first, and then gradually descends into manipulation and cruelty. Your violent partner may act lovingly towards you at other times and may truly feel sorry for their horrible behavior. So it might be hard to stay angry with them. However, their violent behavior will continue. It's not going to stop. And in most cases, it escalates. After a violent episode, it's common for both you and your abuser to try and downplay what happened with excuses apologies or promises to change and you may feel embarrassed or scared to acknowledge what actually happened things may settle down for a bit but it's often only a matter of time before it starts over again you may begin to think that you're to blame for your partner's abusive behavior but you're not you are not Here are a few ways to tell if you are currently in an abusive or have been in an abusive relationship. Your partner apologizes and says the hurtful behavior won't happen again, but you fear it will. And at times you wonder whether you're imagining the abuse, yet the emotional or physical pain you feel is real. If this sounds familiar, you are experiencing domestic violence abusive relationships always involve an imbalance of power and control an abuser uses intimidating hurtful words and behaviors to control you prevents or discourages you from going to work or school or seeing family members or friends that's called isolation when they try to control how you spend money where you go what medicines you take or what you wear When you're forced to have sex or engage engage in sexual acts against your will. When your partner only exhibits abusive behavior with you. abuses are often concerned with their outward appearances and may appear charming and stable to those outside of the relationship. And this may cause you to believe that his or her actions can only be explained by something you've done. That's called crazy making. Sometimes domestic violence begins or increases during pregnancy, putting your health and the baby's health at risk. This can also happen after the baby is born. They'll deny that an argument or an agreement took place. It's called gaslighting, and it's meant to make you question your own memory and sanity. They know they just upset you, but once the trouble starts, it's your fault. Because you created it. Whatever's wrong in their life is your fault. You're not supportive enough. You didn't do enough. Or stuck your nose in where it didn't belong. Those are some of the ways to tell if you're in an abusive relationship or have been. You probably know many or more of those obvious signs of mental and emotional abuse. But when you're in the midst of it and you've already had sex with him it's going to be very easy to miss the persistent undercurrent of the abusive behavior. So what can you do about it? You can accept that the abuse is not, repeat, is not your responsibility. Don't try to reason with your abuser. It's not going to work. You may want to help him or her, but that's their responsibility. You can't force them into getting help. You're gonna to have to disengage and set your personal boundaries. Decide that you won't respond to abuse or get sucked into arguments and stick with that decision. Limit exposure to the abuser as much as you can. And then exit the relationship or circumstance. If possible, you're going to have to cut all ties, block him or her from all ways of communication and make it clear that it's over. And once you safely escaped, not before, don't look back after you've done that. You may also want to find a therapist who can show you a healthy way to move forward because you're going to have to need to heal and you're going to need to know the tips and you're going to have to know what you need to do for you to get better. And then give yourself time to heal. Don't jump into another relationship because you are lonely or you you feel that you want somebody to hold you. Reach out instead to supportive friends and family members. And if you're in school away at college or talk to a teacher or guidance counselor, if you think it's going to help, find a therapist who can help you in your recovery. Every relationship is different and domestic violence doesn't always look the same. For some victims, their abusers are decorated police officers, elected officials, prominent attorneys, church leaders, or prestigious community members. Abusers believe that they are entitled to privileges that do not apply to their partner. It can be especially hard to identify the warning signs at the beginning of a relationship when abusive partners are typically on their best behavior because they hide their controlling tendencies until they establish that bond with you. And if you've been in several abusive relationships, your self-worth has most likely been taken away and you're more likely to believe you deserve what your partner chooses to do or that you're so unlovable that no healthy partner would ever want you anyone who has been abused, and I want you to listen closely to this, it's not your fault. If you're listening to this podcast today, there is still hope for you. Why is this important to me? Because you are dynamic. And why are you dynamic? Because despite everything you've been through, you're still here.